belong to the Probably Kennedy Podcast by Opus Partners. I'm your host, Sid Knight. And so we are reviewing the predictions we made last year to see were we right or not. And this was a big question that got asked several times at the webinar last week. Yeah. Each December, we often make 12 predictions about what's going to happen to the property market. And it's always nice to go back to see whether we got it right or not. Now, we never assume that we're going to be right for everything, either in terms of the exact month we say things are going to happen in, because we go through the 12 months of the year and say, oh, this will happen about this time, or the exact degree of change. So we always like to put a stake in the ground and say, oh, it'll be 5% this, 10% that, this is what's going to happen, because that's what people tend to like. Give us a straight answer. But of course, if we draw a line in the sand and say, hey, it's going to be 5% and it ends up being 3%, what we'd like to get right is the trend rather than the exact magnitude. But look, let's rip into it. Andrew, what did we say would happen in January? In January, we said you'd see anti-landlord propaganda. And we said we'd see in the newspapers, slow summer. And so as a result, you have the reporters publish stories, which are just anti-landlord. Did we see it? Yeah, I think we did. I remember reading a whole lot of articles about us big bad landlords and how we charging too much for rent. And I remember that one that said landlords need to get real. Do you remember that one? I remember, Do you remember the one that came up where somebody was renting out what was uh, previously a brothel? And <laughs> oh, no, the, that wasn't the one well, I was thinking about. It was a, it was a windowless room yeah. that had a spa bath and a yeah, shower. Sounds wonderful. But no windows yeah. and was renting that out for whatever it was in Wellington. There was another one where it was someone's garage. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that one as well. And the trouble is that we all get tarred with the same brush. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, you just live in your little former brothel yourself. You don't <laughs> rent that out. Now, now, in February, we said that first-home buyers would be back in force. And I remember back in July, September 2021, first-home buyers were buying more than they ever had. Did we see it? Well, we didn't see it in February, but let me tell you, from the start of 2022, when first home buyers drew back a little bit, we have now seen first home buyers make up about 25% of the total property market. For the first time in a very, very long time, we are seeing first home buyers purchase more properties than property investors who are out there with mortgages. The other thing that's interesting is, although first home buyers continued to retreat in February this year, since then, we have seen more and more first-home buyers into the market, and over the last three months of the Tony Alexander Ryan's Real Estate Agent Survey, agents are out there saying we're seeing more first-home buyers in the market. So I'd give us a 75% tick on this one. But we said the credit crunch will really hit, and we said that 2021 was the year of property politics, and 2022 was going to be the year of the credit crunch. And I would say that we got that 100% correct. So access to finance has routinely been recorded as the main concern for buyers, according to 70% of real estate agents. And if we look at Tony Alexander's survey of real estate agents, you can see since sort of the end of last year, people's concern for availability of stock has plummeted, whereas the difficulty in getting finance now leads the pack and has pretty much since end of last year started this year. Now, interestingly, in April, Andrew, we said that rents would spike and hit a record high. And we also said this would be caused by landlords passing on their additional costs to their tenants. Now, I've scrolled through the old blogs or articles on the Trade Me News part of their site, and it's interesting. Here's a wee quote. New Zealand rents reached new heights last month in April, with the national median weekly rent growing to a record-breaking $580. That was according to TradeMe's latest April rental price index. So over the whole year, we've seen stories where 
Rents have increased, where they've decreased, where they've stabilised throughout the year, but we did see them hitting a record high in April. It was interesting. I was talking to one of my investors the other day who works in the travel industry, and we were talking about the fact that the rental market seemed quite slow this winter. This investor suggested that maybe this was because this is the first year that we could actually go away in winter, and maybe less people were actually moving around at that time. Look, things will always influence the rental market month to month. What always matters is the long-term change. What did we say would happen in May? Labour shortage would start to ease. We said that with immigration opening up, workers would start to arrive back in New Zealand, and that would ease some of the pressure on the labour market. From the start of the pandemic through to late 2021, more and more businesses were saying it was hard to get skilled and unskilled labour. At its worst, a net 70% of employers said it was hard to find both types of labour. But in quarter three of this year, July to September, we saw an easing, with a net 70% saying it was hard to find skilled labour, down to a net 58%. So it is still hard, so we maybe got this half right, but it is starting to ease finally. Well, we didn't say it would be fixed. No, we said it would ease. Okay, all right, 100% right. Now, in June, we said that Andrew Nichol would buy another magazine and I would moan and groan. <laughs> now, thankfully, this is one prediction that did not come true. We still have the two magazines, Informed Investor and New Zealand Property Investor. And it's been good that we haven't got another one, Andrew, because we've been able to focus on improving the quality of New Zealand Property Investor magazine. And I'm really happy with how that mag's going now. In July, we said house prices will start to fall. Now, the Reserve Bank's forecast at the time we made the predictions was a 3.3% fall in house prices. We've had at least 12 and a half. Now, we do feel good that the Reserve Bank got it wrong. We said the areas that were... <laughs> what be- do we? <laughs> well... We feel, that we're, we feel glad that we weren't the only ones who got it wrong. So in terms of house well, prices falling, they definitely had... But the magnitude, both us and the Reserve Bank have clearly got it wrong in terms of how far house prices would fall. Well, you're Um, the economist, Ed, not me. Yeah, and the Reserve Bank currently have a couple of hundred economists. Now, (laughs) one other thing that's interesting, though, is what we have got right is which parts would do better than others. Yeah, so the areas we said that would be the most protected were Auckland, Taranaki and Canterbury. And the areas we said least protected would be Wellington, Manawatu, Wanganui and Dunedin. Now... Taranaki and Canterbury, we got right among the most protected. But Auckland didn't do so well, so we did get that wrong. Wellington, Manawatu, Wanganui and Dunedin are among the worst impacted. We did get that one right. Okay, let's talk about the rise of the non-bank lender. Because we said it was tougher for people to get credit, that they'd start to use more non-bank lenders. Now, Andrew, anecdotally, working with the property investors you do, Have we seen more people going for non-bank lenders? Yes, absolutely. More of an uptake. I I see the numbers come through from Catalyst. I've seen more applications going to non-bank lenders. And I'm definitely seeing more advertising for non-bank lenders and more of an effort for them to get in front of people like us. Okay, what did we say would happen in September? Developers behaving badly. We said that some developers will fault and we'll see others behaving badly. So seeing things like cancellation of sunset clauses and delays and projects. Now, Jones and Construction fell over in July. There was an article in the paper about 27 homeowners left with half-finished houses and no master build guarantees. Some of DDL developments fell over in June and July. And I know from my end of things, working with developers all the time, there is a lot of hurt happening in the market right now. Okay, so we have said it anecdotally, but if we look at data from the Reserve Bank, I've been looking at how fast the banks are growing in terms of the amount that they're lending out. 
compared to the non-banks. So between September 2020 and 2021, the amount of money lent out by the registered banks for housing grew by 11%. The non-banks, Andrew, that year grew by 35%. Wow. If we look at just the last year, September 2021 to 2022, the registered banks, the amount of money they lent out grew by 5%. For the non-banks, it grew by 32% again. So 35%, then 32%. So we are seeing the non-banks grow very, very quickly. The amount of money they've lent out has almost doubled over the last two years where the registered banks have not kept pace with that. So we definitely are seeing that rise of the non-bank lender. Okay, let's look at October. We said that we would see calls for regulation and that tenancy advocates would be back in force calling for more regulation aided by the Greens. Well, ho, ho, ho. In May 2022, we saw Chloe Swarbrick tweeting, you know, if renting is ever to be a fair long-term solution for anyone in this country, we must transform the system for the 1.4 million New Zealanders who rent. So she was talking about rent controls, a warrant of fitness at a landlord register. And I've seen many articles. Most recently, I saw one where Renters United was going up against Serena Gibbon from the Auckland Property Investors Association talking about how to stabilise a, a changed rental market. I saw another article from Marama Davidson, who leads the Green Party. She's the co-leader there saying more rent controls are needed on top of an immediate rent freeze. So we have seen calls for regulation throughout the whole year as we've seen the cost of living increase and we're going to continue to see that. November, we said that Kiwis will start to fear an oversupply of houses. We said that after years of seeing an undersupply, we're going to have conversations about there being too many houses or will there be too many houses? And sure enough, in the Herald, there's a headline with Kiwi Bank quoted saying New Zealand will have a housing surplus in 12 months. That was in August 2022. And in October 2022, there was another headline, a supply of new housing has exceeded population-driven demand by almost 60,000 homes over the last two years by interest.co.nz. And in December, we said that we'd be back with more predictions and we soon will be. We'll be announcing that webinar shortly. Now, if you add it up, there's probably 10 serious predictions in there. The other two, we're, we've, we put some gags in about us being back with predictions and you buying a magazine. I think we'd probably got a pretty solid seven and a half to eight and a half, depending on how you judge it. I think it. we did pretty well. We did better than half on these. But to be honest, I feel like some of them were pretty easy to spot. <laughs> so we did better than half. So I feel like we can feel you know, pretty proud of that, especially because back in December last year, there was no end in sight for that easing of the labour market. It was pretty bad at that point. And it's interesting that even as the pace of lending has slowed, we have seen non-bank lenders still grow 32% over the last year. Right, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Property Academy podcast. really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you are looking to grow your portfolio and think maybe our predictions are quite good here, maybe we might know a thing or two about picking areas to invest, then you might like to come in for a portfolio planning session. Easy way to sign up for that. Whip out your phone, send us a text. Text the word PLAN to 5522. We'll give you a buzz. See if it's right fit. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. I'm Andrew Nicholl. We're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you be the most happy in the property market. Until next time.